Okay, it's time for a really honest question. Do you think about the results of ADHD in your life as a personal failure, a character flaw? We're diving into a subtle sounding but really profound shift, a way to reframe your ADHD, plus a super practical squirrel of the week. All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And... The Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Hey, Dana, you remember Millie Vanilli? Yeah, of course I remember Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the brain. It was funny because they were lip syncing, and that was the thing that threw them off. You know, it's it, like I feel like it's so common today, but they just got run out of the music industry. That's Do you remember right. that? I for- Gotten that they just got nailed for lip syncing. I know, I know. So funny. And if you are a Gen Z or a millennial listener, you may have no idea who in the world we're talking about. No idea what we're talking <laughs> about. So go ask your parents. That was a number one hit. I think it was a number one. I don't know. It was a big hit. Blame it on the anyway, rain in anyway, early 90s. Yeah. Today, episode 170 of the Kick Your ADHD podcast, we are talking about how you just get to blame ADHD on your brain. Yeah. Blame it on the blame it on the brain. Not the rain, on the brain. And David, this is such an important idea. I find that a lot of people struggle with this. And I think that it just makes it easier to live more peacefully with ADHD when you grasp this topic and how necessary it is to blame ADHD on your brain. Okay, you've got my attention. Yeah, and it's basically accepting the reality. So ADHD is a brain chemistry issue. And it's not a personal failure, even though it appears as a personal failure, but it's brain based. But but, 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 but aren't but, I but. just making excuses, Dana, if I... Well, we're going to talk about that because we can't make excuses. Right. We've got to, we've got to use it as an explanation. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. But I, we have to approach it. I believe to be, make peace with this existence is that this is brain. This isn't me, yeah, it sh- looks like me, but it's really my brain. Mm. Your brain works differently than someone that's neurotypical, and that's okay. Okay. I, it, this is true. I mean, when when I got the diagnosis, this was the big crushing realization, was that there was actually brain chemistry underlying the stuff that I was struggling with. And, yeah. But I, I, it's, it's funny because I can accept that at a an intellectual level <laughs> but then maybe i still subconsciously think it's a personal failure right and that's what we want to talk about because i i believe you approach it like that and i know a lot of people do okay and it doesn't mean we don't have work to do but it means that we can look at it a little differently 
for me, it really changed my acceptance and my approach to myself, my feelings about myself when I accepted this. And it removed a lot of the friction. Okay. I have questions, but I feel like we're going to get there. So I don't want to jump the gun. So I'm okay. I'm glad save, we're save them questions, Dr. Johnson. So we really need to shift from blaming ourselves for what we're up to, to looking at it as, okay, what does my brain need? Um, part of this is changing the way we talk to ourselves. So our self-talk can often be things like, oh, I'm lazy, you know, I'm a slob, I am the whatever. And what I encourage people to do is catch those, that self-talk and shift it. My brain needs the right motivation for me to be able to get things done. My brain needs the needs the system set up. My brain needs the right whatever in order for me to be organized. It's that's a subtle sounding shift, but it's a mm -hmm. really big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing what you're saying. Be okay. Because this is this is just stating a fact. My brain is this way. My brain needs these things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like you were telling me, David, um, when we first came on that you've had a rough time sleeping this week. Stuff's going on and it's just sleep has not been your closest companion. And so that means you're tired. Your brain's not going to work as well if you're not sleeping. And we know that. We do. And that yeah. means... That means instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm just so whatever, what, hap what happens when you don't get enough sleep is, is, okay, that's what's happening, but my brain needs more sleep in order for me to be able to stay focused or whatever. And, and until I get more sleep, there are things that I know I should, uh, okay, maybe I- That's okay. Uh, okay, but yeah. there are things that I know to avoid. There are circumstances or situations that I don't want to put myself in because my brain function makes those situations particularly jeopardy inducing or whatever. Yeah. I'm just thinking about exactly. this week, for example, for me, that's a, that is a fact. There are certain situations I just do not need to be in this week. And you and I think you know that because we've done talked about this enough and done this work enough. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I have that but awareness it, and, because of the work we've done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I want for you, dear listener, and for David and for all of us is when when we are presenting ADHD symptoms wild, you know, when they're out of control, we've got to step back and not blame it on ourselves, but blaming it on our brain. This is what my brain needs to be able to do this. So good, Dana. I'm, yeah. I, you know, I know, I, I know, I may not look like I'm soaking this in, but this ties directly oh. into some other things that I've really been pondering a lot this week. So I, you know, once again, your timing is impeccable. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Uh, it, you know, and part of this is like we forget stuff. That's ADHD. We forget stuff, and instead of saying, "Oh, I'm so stupid, I can't remember anything." It's my brain needs reminders and prompts because ADHD means I don't have a great memory. Yeah. You know, the reality is you have to pay attention in order to remember stuff. And then we also have so much else going on in our brain 
inside, you know, all the thoughts and everything that makes it hard to remember too. So it is, yes, I may look like I'm very forgetful. And yeah, I am forgetful. And it is my, my brain condition. <laughs> my, and my neurology, and I need prompts and reminders I, I, in order to remember. I, you stuff. know, I think we, we we tend to equate our personhood with our brains. We tend mm-hmm. to acquaint uh, acquaint our identity, our minds, with our brains. But I think if if one of us had an elbow that that just worked the, a different direction, you know, like the bend didn't work the same way as maybe everyone else's elbows worked, we would. We would, it would be so much easier to go, yeah, well, my elbow doesn't work that way. So I have to do this movement some other way. Like I'm, I'm going to look different right. when I make that movement. If I'm right. getting something out of the cabinet, let's say, I don't know. I'm just yeah. making this up, but the, but it's, it's like, it's a mechanical thing and our brains are not mechanical, but they are chemical. And it's, there's really no, I mean, the, the, the analogy is good is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know, our brains function differently. So it's, it's just, it's funny though, that that's not how we think about this. No, it's not because it we just take it all on. I'm just such a, you know, I'm lazy or I'm whatever. Yeah, or we want to uh, be responsible for our actions and so we uh, we take on the responsibility and the blame and the other stuff for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and David that as we said earlier, we have to look at it as an explanation. This is an explanation. This is not an excuse. You're not, we're not let off the hook that we can just, you know, spend our lives lying on the sofa, scrolling through social media that, and expect everything to be rosy. I mean, that is, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, I have ADHD. My brain's doing all this. I have no, no skin in the game. That's not what we're talking about. And this is such a fine distinction. It is, but it affects our self-concept. It affects how we think about ourselves. And consequently, just even this language change can dramatically impact how other people see us too. You know, if I am explaining that in certain situations, my brain needs X, Y, Z for me to function or for me to show up in the way that I need to show up in this circumstance, right? The other person can then join me in working to solve solve for the right solution here. Right. Rather than, well, okay, if I'm the problem, then the other person just goes, well, you're the problem. <laughs> you're the problem. You know? Yeah. And you don't really even need to bring ADHD into the conversation with the other person. True. No. This is just how my brain works. Yeah. I, I, I did something last week. I just got way wrapped up over overly emotional about something i you know there was a lot of stressful really tough things going on in my life in the last few weeks and everything's good now but it was it was hard and i uh you know i just unloaded on a on a a friend of mine in a way that was not an appropriate and and he really backed off and you know sent me this little note well i guess we're done and i um and I saw him yesterday and I said, you know, I'm sorry, I, I didn't say, well, I'm overly sensitive and I have ADHD, so I get emotional. I just said, you know, I had, I'd had a really tough couple of weeks and I just, I get wound up sometimes and that's what happens and I apologize. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't, we have to take responsibility for what we're doing. We have to look at how we can help our brain be better and support us better and what 
what care it needs, what prompts it needs, whatever it needs. But it just is such a fine nuance. Yeah. Looking at it differently. It is. It is. But even in that situation, if you find yourself having to go back to someone multiple times and every time you go back to them and say something and you mention those four little letters, ADHD, to that person, it starts to sound eventually like this is just an excuse and not an explanation. But by talking about this in terms of, let me help you get to know how my brain works. And in this situation, of course, you had circumstances too that affected it. But, but that's just, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hit the same way, you know? Right. And my responsibility there beyond, besides apologizing and making good was also, I really probably ought to have realized I'm not in a place to have this conversation with this person when I was, when stuff was hitting the fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, I probably ought to have just not even been there. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, you're talking about the very kind of thing that I'm thinking of for myself this week. Short on sleep. Guess what? There are conversations I don't need to be in. Right. Right. Period. End of story. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So recognizing what your brain needs can help shift the focus from personal failure to helping your brain help you. Right. Right. Yeah, if your car didn't have gas, you couldn't expect it to go. If it didn't have oil, you would expect it's going to run poorly and and, yeah. and seize up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what does this mean in our bigger picture? Well, it means we want to stop and look at so many of the things that we've talked about in in the podcast over and over again, the vital role that you play in helping your brain help you succeed. So the healthy habits the brain care habits, the accurate diagnosis, mm. uh, making sure ADHD is what's really going on, or is it something else that's going on? Uh, uh, often people's, I think I have this, I present like this, but you know, do you really know? And what medical treatment can you get to help? Um, in, the importance of learning about your brand of ADHD, how it shows up in your life and what you can do about it and the hacks and the systems and the habits and all of that stuff you need to succeed. Definitely. Definitely. And this is what you will have. If you've listened to every episode of this show, you've been thinking about a lot of this stuff over a long period of time. But this is the, these are the kinds of things that you don't know when you just find out, you know, mm-hmm. or if you haven't been coached, if you haven't had the opportunity to, you know, be with somebody who's experienced to help you learn about all of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. What questions did you have, David? You look puzzled. I do have questions. So one of my questions is for you specifically, Dana, because this is a, you you talked about the impact that this shift had on you Mm -hmm. and how it made a big difference for you. But like, can you, do you have a sense of, of what it took, how long did it take, for example, for you to, to really come to an acceptance of, of this idea, like distinguishing what your brain needs and how your brain works from you so that you didn't identify with all of the works? I do not have a sense for how long it took. Um, it wasn't like it was a switch that I just flipped. I think it was over time as I got better and better at managing the ADHD and life got easier and easier 
that this concept jumped into my head. I realized, oh, oh, okay, if I take care of my brain, if I do this, then my brain, I have the bandwidth to do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, my sense is that because I've, I've worked on this to some degree, I wouldn't have, you're, you framed it in a new way for me today. So I'm not, you know, suggesting that I've been thinking about this for a while, but I have been thinking about, um, you know, self-acceptance, for example, even radical mm-hmm. self-acceptance, or we've talked many times about changing self-talk, which is one of the pieces you mentioned today. It's, those things are all tied together in self-concept and I, it's a journey. Like for me, it's been probably several years and I don't know that it's ever been front burner for me. Maybe it will be now, but the, it seems like it takes time because, and I guess maybe it should take time. We've had years of our lives to absorb all the blame and responsibility for the things that we F up in our lives. Mm-hmm. So not again, again, not that we're absolving ourselves of responsibility. And in, in fact, actually what we're doing is just shifting the responsibility a little bit. We're saying, oh yeah, because this is true about my brain, it's my responsibility to make sure my brain has what it needs. So I'm still responsible, but I'm, I'm able to distance myself from, especially the negative traits, I guess, because I guess, we're talking about negative traits today. We're, we're using the word blame in the title of the episode. We're talking about negative stuff, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm thinking about it in those terms. Like it, it, it seems like a journey. I think it is a journey. And what I want and what, why I do this work is so I can make other people's journey shorter than mine was. Mm. You know, I don't, I, if you can notice this today and listener, and if you can cut short your journey on this thing by a number of years, groovy, that's really what I want is to help all of you make living with ADHD easier. One of the ways that I learned to look at this, David, is like I, I kind of look at my brain as, as external from me. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm here I am, Dana, and then here's my brain. And okay, brain, what do you need? Yeah. It's sort, sort of odd, but um, that's, that is the little trick that I found that works for me. And and my journey with this, David, I uh, I do remember when I was able to start pushing back on people who uh, you know you're lazy or you da 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 you know all those messages that I got and that uh, this realization allowed me to be able to push back and at that and say no I'm really not right right. Yeah, and I'm I'm so I'm just absorbing a lot here because I'm thinking about how important it is for us each individually to not just accept ourselves but actually to have a, a, a positive healthy self-concept, you know. We have a lot to offer. Dana, you have so much to offer to the world. I can I can look at you and I can say, "Wow, Dana, you've got so much to offer the world," right? I I'm not suffering from the same level of awareness of you that you are. <laughs> you know, or that you were, <laughs> right? So, but it's it's much different for me to think of myself that way. And some people are just arrogant and self-deceived, and we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about no. coming to realize that there are things that come with me that are just things that come with me. Like if I were short and I couldn't reach the top shelf in the in the kitchen cabinet, right? 
I would need a stool or I would need someone else to grab the thing. Right. It's like it's it's just a fact about me. That is a something. But these are things that I, I feel like we spend so much energy trying to change them all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, trying to make yourself taller isn't going to work. Right. Right. And so exactly. there we can change the outcomes of our lives without changing the functionality of our brain. But we can improve the outcome of our brain by giving our brains what they need. <laughs> right. If that. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. So just remember, you'll have better results if you look at living with ADHD like a collaboration between you and your brain. Embrace the fact that you are not your brain. Your brain needs help and be your brain's biggest helper. So it will help you. Right. And that becomes the thing that I spend my time being responsible for instead of trying to not need those things to, mm-hmm. to be a normal human functioning in the, in the world. <laughs> yeah, I do need those things. And that's just a fact. So let's focus on making sure that we have them, that my brain has them. Yeah. I should say, I want to, yep. yeah. Thank you, yeah. Dana. I, this is this, like I said, it seems like a subtle shift, but it's actually not, it's not subtle at all. No, it's really, it's pretty huge. It is. Yeah. Accepting that ADHD isn't a personal failure, but it's a result of how your brain works. The squirrel of the week. <laughs> Dana, you have a squirrel. You do have a squirrel. So this is a new app that I've discovered. It's called the One Sec app. One and sec. we've got the link in the in the show notes. And it's available for Google Play Store and Apple apps. And so I think everybody can get this. And it helps with intentional phone use. So, you know, when you just grab your phone to check social media without even thinking about it, and their next thing you know, it's 20 minutes later and you're doom scrolling, or any other app on your phone, it works for that too. This puts in that pause mm. that we need and has you stop and take a moment to really think through, do I want to do this? Okay. So you install it and it just, it knows, are there certain apps that it interrupts you on? You can tell it what yeah. to interrupt you on. Okay. And one thing that blew me away is it tells you how many times you've tried to open the app that day. <laughs> that seems rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I really want to know that I opened X, you know, Instagram 15 times? Wow. Fun. Okay. All right. One sec. And so it's one sec so it's just a little a little pause now obviously you have to pay attention to the pause and but making which can be hard for us but a lot of us really want to be able to do that instead of just reacting i I like it because we have talked about the pause many times on this and we've done Mm -hmm. i think we've done even an entire episode on pausing and you know in the past Mm -hmm. so i like that because it's uh it's just a little practical tool that you can use to to implement the pause. I like it. And what I found with little tools like this, if we can use them and get used to them, it helps us build the ability for our brain to be able to do it without necessarily needing the app as much. I like that. Okay. I think it I think it builds over time it builds that neuro the neuroplasticity kicks in and we're able to change our brain so we can have more self-control on our own. Not all the time, but more. Yeah, I like it. I could see this helping and I could also see it becoming one of those things that if you're not 
committed to learning from it, maybe you oh, maybe you just gonna annoy the heck out of yeah, you, or, or you're just yeah. gonna like not no longer see it, <laughs> like the right. But you have to stop and take a breath. I think it makes you, it makes you wait a certain number of seconds before you um, can even open the thing you want. I like it. All right, one sec app. I'll uh, I'll I'll look forward to trying this out. And you, dear listener. You can try it out too. As Dana mentioned, the link is right there. Just open your podcast app. Take a look. You'll see it in the show notes for today. It's right there with this episode. And the other thing that's right there with this episode is the opportunity for you to share this episode with somebody. Is there somebody you know that squirrels a lot? Well, maybe just shoot them a link to this episode. Let them know that you're thinking about them today. And they might benefit from this show. And also, you can sound off about what you're hearing. Let us know what you think. Is it easy or difficult for you to blame ADHD on your brain? Do you have a squirrel for us? You can shoot us an email at hello at kicksomeadhd.com. We want to hear from you. And you never know, we might just read what you write or play it back if you send us a voice memo on the show. It could happen. Yay! All right, everybody, thanks for listening today, and go out and kick yourself some ADHD. Bam! So, what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs>